Our next guest, Jocelyn Borgella, has an awesome story in a new book out. Played in the NFL for the Detroit Lions and Cincinnati Bengals. He's very proud to be the first Haitian to ever play in the NFL. But I had him on because uh, service is a big part of who he is. Grew up in humble beginnings, was taught hard work and dedication by his parents. And when he was done with the NFL, he went back to his neighborhood to coach and develop young men. I hope you're really going to like this episode. Uh, If you do, please share it with your friends and subscribe. It really helps uh, our community out and gets the word out about the Happy Customer Channel. Enjoy the show. Take care. All right. My next guest, I'm very excited to have him on. He is a graduate of Miami Edison High School. He's a graduate and scholarship winner where he played football at the University of Cincinnati and graduated. He was drafted by the Detroit Lions. He's also an author of an awesome new book. Definitely check it out. But I think the thing he's the most proud of is being the first Haitian in the NFL. What's up, Jocelyn? How you doing, brother? Doing all right, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Happy to have you on the show. Let me ask you the most important question. What does it mean to you to be Haitian? I think what it means to me, just being uh, a different nationality, uh, you can achieve anything if you put your mind to it, no matter what nationality you come from, background, or whatever it is. If you put your mind to it, put God first, anything can be possible. And I think I went to the direction of being the best I can be and set the example that anything could be accomplished. That would describes me being a Haitian descent coming from my parents coming from where they came to the United States to provide a better education, better living, uh, to support and take care of my siblings to, uh, to achieve a goal and that's to be free and live comfortable to provide. Absolutely. Jocelyn Borgella, you're born in Haiti. You come over here. Let me guess. You didn't know the first thing about football, did you? Well, let me let me let me rephrase that. I was born in Nassau, Bahamas. Okay. And but both, Haitian descent. Haitian descent. Both my parents from Haiti. Wow. Okay. You come here and how did you get introduced to football? You were a flag football player or something like that, right? Kind of random. Okay, let me let me go back a little bit. Let me go back yeah, a little yeah, no bit. Problem. I ain't gonna tell too much about the book. Of course not. Okay. As a youth coming up, I got myself in trouble. Uh-huh. I skipped school. Didn't want no part of school. Uh, I did something that I shouldn't have done. Many skipped school and went to a, a remember the, I don't know if you remember the school called Echo Drugs back in the days. Yeah, sure. I got caught shoplifting. I mean, that was a terrifying thing ever Mm -hmm. to really realize that, you know, that once I got caught with that and put my mind to it that I would never get myself in trouble again. So I went ahead and dedicated myself and get into activities. Football Mm -hmm. was one of them. Started flag football at at Shadowlawn Elementary school and basically just got myself involved in, in, in sports 
And how did you catch up? So you, you're learning the rules, and then what? Right away, you just picked up on it. You fell in love with the sport? I just fell in love with the sport, meaning it was a activity to get myself off the streets, not to get myself in any trouble. And come to find out the teammates I had around me, uh, I guess, I mean, I guess I was good enough for them to see something in me. As far yeah. as being a leader, because I was a quarterback. I started as a quarterback playing wow, okay. flag football. Yeah. I didn't know how good I was. I mean, just the, you know, just the determination that I have to continue to play and end up playing football, organized football at uh, Northwest Boys Club back in yeah. the day. That was my first uh, Optimus club that I played for. Wow. And then you went to Edison High. But hard work was instilled in you from your parents from a very early age. Am I correct? Yes. My parents, all they did was worked hard. And I mean, like I say, you got to read the book. My parents never seen me play football. I, I, I can't believe that. I read the book. I, I, it's amazing. They never seen you play football. Not even I in mean, the NFL, huh? No. Because my parents, wow. what they did was work. They, all they did was work, work to provide. And all I did was they worked hard. I played hard on the field. And become I was the oldest out of four siblings. And um, uh -huh. I had to show the example, be the leadership. I was the first one to attend college. I was the first one to leave the state of Florida once we was here. I mean, wow. graduate from college, everything. So I had a leadership of being a uh, a role model for my siblings. So what was that like? You you're at Edison. You get you start getting recruited by colleges. Back then they didn't have the NIL money, but man, I mean, you, was it just like a foreign process to you as far as colleges recruiting you and 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 who recruited you? Well, I was recruited by top schools that I want to go to, LSU, Florida State. I wasn't recruited by UM, mm -hmm. uh, Cincinnati, West Virginia, uh, some schools like that. But the thing was is that I didn't know how good I was. Mm -hmm. I mean, football is football. Whatever the coach sure. say, that's what I do. I mean, it wasn't, it's not, not like it was just nature as far as practice, practice, practice <laughs> practice is everything. Practice. head down get to work yeah Pract practice is everything <laughs> and everything else is just fall in place where things are happen for you uh i mean i was recruited i consider myself a good athlete student athlete and just yeah. went from there so you get drafted in the nfl 94 in the in the sixth round correct yes in the sixth round you show up those are the Lions years with Mr. Barry Sanders. What was your first engagement? And what was Barry like as a teammate? Man, listen, Barry was the awesomest, man. Like, when I first got there, right? Yeah. I'm taller than Barry. Yeah. I'm like, for real? Like, you know, I didn't know, you know, that like, but to see him, man, to be to be a teammate of Barry, awesome guy, humble guy, uh, talk to you no matter what. It was just um, a great teammate of mine just, just to be on the same team with him. But whatever you see now for Barry in the, in the Hall of Famer, it was all that. It was all that. And he wasn't the only superstar on the team during that. You're a DB. No. You got you to gotta take care of Herman Moore and Herman Brett Perryman every day in practice. What was that like going up against them every day in practice? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Yeah. You forgot another one. Who? Johnny Morton. 
Johnny Morton was a good ball player. Yeah. He was the first round draft choice during my draft, during the, during the draft pick. Wow. And what was it like going up against those guys? Man, it was like any other receiver because yeah. you got to understand as a teammate, all we do is get each other better. So basically, I was just out there getting each in the, each of them, each of them receivers better. Right. So just grinding every day, That's working it. hard. That's and, all it was. And you got to go and you got to tackle Barry Sanders in practice. What is that like? Okay, let me tell you the secret of this. <laughs> you got the secret. A lot of guys don't. Listen, when you get to the next level, it's not all that banging. It's not. You there no? for a job. No, it's yeah. not. It's no no tackling. It's no we didn't have any serious tackling. Yeah. We you had Wayne Fonts as a opponents. coach, man. Right. <laughs> Wayne Thomas was the best coach, man. Team yeah. uh, you know, good. He was a a coach that understood and understand we want to keep our players healthy for the game. Right. So it's pretty much his mind over matter. I mean, yeah. you, you learn the plays. You should be in this position to make a play. So it wasn't no tackle. So I get an opportunity to make a tackle with Barry. So we wasn't – no, we wasn't tackling during that time. Let me ask you. So after the NFL, you went to go play in the CFL. Obviously, there's some rule changes. But what were some of the biggest differences when you went to the CFL? The CFL rule changes that there was 12 men on the field. Right. And a wider field. Am I correct? Wider yeah, field correct. is 112 yards. The receivers are in motion before the ball snap coming at you. Right. So they already got a, a head start. You just got to be in position to sustain that wide receiver and be able to make a play when it's time to make a play. But it was a different, it was a different, different, def definitely different experience. I got to experience that. I would play for like four, four CFL teams. Wow. Let me, so looking back on it, man, back in those days, injuries, you're talking about resting, but they, man, they would say, take a painkiller or here's a shot and go out there and play. Looking back on it now, how are your teammates doing? Are they beat up? How, how, how are you physically? Or is the NFLPA take care of you guys? Unfortunately, I'm fortunate to go back to Detroit every year. They invite everybody up. It's wow. called the Legends Weekend. Mm -hmm. You get to see everybody from back in the 70s that played, yeah. 80s, 90s, 2000. Yeah. So it's a good connection. It's a good reunion. And it's good to see the players that you play with and also – you hear the stories of the players before, you know, that played yeah, before sure. everything. So, you know, unfortunately, some of the players that do do not come back for certain reasons of not. But the Detroit Lions organization does and do invite the players, former players, back to a weekend where we, we have camaraderie, go back, talk about, you know, back in the days and stuff like that. And also important with the NFLPA, they also discuss the benefits to they providing and how much the NFL is working on better uh, benefits for the former players. Well, that, that's great, man. That's great. When your playing career was over, you didn't give up football, the love of football. You went back to coaching. You coached where? Here, all locally, correct? Yes, all locally. I started out at 
Booker T. Washington back in 2006 when they first opened up the high school and moved on to Miami Edison, Miami Jackson, North Miami. I basically just, basically just pretty much all the knowledge that I had and, and, and reminded the young players that's trying to go to college or, or going to the next level, how to be successful, not just football, but also, uh, graduate high school and go to college with the, and earn a college degree. Cause you never know. NFL, yeah. I tell them NFL stands for not for long. <laughs> not for long. So coaching mentorship, giving back means a lot to you. Talk to me about some of the things that you're doing. Why does it mean so much to you? Uh, and in your involvement in the community. The involvement, why it means so much to me to give back is because I have the knowledge. I know what it takes to get to the next level and what all that you need to do. Well, the thing is, and I tell the youth that you cannot, you can't control, you only can control what you can't control. You cannot control what you can't control. Okay. And that's moving forward as far as how to be, you know, far as a student athlete first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because without education, you can't move forward. You have to have education, number one. Yeah. Football and secondary. Okay. Um, with the knowledge that I have to be successful. So basically I just pretty much, and I, and I like to say this, I give them the medicine, they take the medicine and they can <laughs> move on towards yeah. getting better and, and thrive to be successful no matter what career it may be football professionally, not just on the field, but also off the field too. Yep. to be a, a student athlete of the game. And to be a student athlete, the game is not the coaches watching you on the field, but mm -hmm. what are you doing off the field when the coach is not paying attention to you? Absolutely. Watch you. So, I mean, just to get back in the community and what I do now in the community, I have a nonprofit organization. It's mm -hmm. called the Pride for Haiti, you know, and I like to support any organization that I could that would benefit from this uh, nonprofit to just let them know that, you know, it is, it is assistance here in the little Haiti community. Yeah. And also, um, also another thing I like to talk about is the 5,000 role model. Mm -hmm. I became affiliated with that, meaning being a guest speaker, at some of the elementary schools, cause me coming out of high school, I didn't have a 5,000 role model far yeah. as, where these young men could be like so what in fraternity yeah. be cool to wear a tie on certain days to show leadership, to show examples where their pants is not hanging off the bottom and, and, and to lead by example just by them wearing that tie. It means a whole lot, meaning how you present yourself, you and your family, and, and, and what you do also as a, as a student athlete. Now, since you were you you sort of broke the boundaries, of the first Haitian to play in the NFL. There's been other Haitian players, correct? Yes, it has. It who, has. Who, it has. Who's Haitian? I don't know. It, it, it's it's a lot more. It's a lot more. It's a lot more. But I was fortunate to be the first to go, go ahead and come out. Because let me tell you, I mean, it was a great experience for me 
to um especially to be drafted in a in a in something that you dream dream about. Yeah. And just to be sitting, I don't know your you know the old damn Marinos in the Coconut Grove. That's where I had yeah, man. my draft, my draft uh so what party with my family yeah. there and just to see your name go across the, the the sports center that you've been picked up and also to get a call by Wayne Font saying that I'll be drafting you to become a Detroit Lion, man. That's a wonderful feeling and a great experience. And let me tell you this. I wasn't fortunate to play as many years as I wanted to, yeah. but I'm blessed to uh, wake up by myself and wake up to see another day. And, and I can tell you, and it's and it's, it's definitely tough now because with the three years that I put in, I mm -hmm. did receive my retirement and benefits. Awesome. And I'm appreciative of that. And um, what I do now, what I am now, I'm a forensic specialist. Yeah. With CHI Community Health of South Florida. So I'm a uh, forensic uh, conditional release monitor where I monitor the mental ill that's that's back in the community. So I like what I what I do now and it basically that's giving back to inspire that um anything's possible. So you wrote the book. What couple lessons that you want people to take away from reading this book? I read the book, uh, folks. Definitely pick it up. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. What What do you want? Two or three things that you want people to take away from the book? Believe, um, believing the man up above. Yeah, and dreams do come true. Dreams do come true. All right, I got a couple rapid fire questions, and I'll let you go. Are you ready? Yes. Um, toughest guy you ever had to cover. Man, toughest guy I ever had to cover. I'll say it's a, it's a lot of them there. It's a lot of them there, but I'll say Herman Moore. Herman Moore, why? He's just big, strong, fast. Big, he had strong. Tools. He just yeah. throw, throw me all over the field, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, if you could redo one thing in your career, what would it be? One thing in my career. Not drop all the interceptions that I did. There you go. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. The Lions are in the playoffs. They got a great team. Are they going to break the curse of Bobby Lane? Listen, it, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> and the advantage that the Lions have at home yeah. is, is, is spectacular. And I'm looking forward to the Lions to make it to the second round. All right. One last question. Quarterback you feared the most. Back back then, uh, Brett Farr. Brett Farr, yeah, you had to play him twice a year. Brett Farr. He and I say that, hey, I only say that because one game in Green Bay, <laughs> I got put in the fire. Yeah. And um, what's his name? The Herman? No, Howard. Howard. Yeah, Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard went for yeah. a deep one. Yeah. Took me deep. <laughs> and Desmond came up with the ball, man. And I, and I say, oh, man, I gave you that one up. There you go. Good stuff. All right. Hey, real quick, guys, check out his book. You can buy it on Amazon. Uh, thank you so much for joining the show, man. It's great catching up with you. Uh, I wish you the best. And as a thank Dolphin you. fan, as a Lions fan, that we both <laughs> have a curse on us. Hopefully we get some luck in the playoffs this year. Thanks, man. Uh, wish it. you nothing but the best with the book, buddy. Take care. Guys, buy the Thank book. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Peace out, man. Thanks. Peace.